Mike and I were at a conference a while ago, and the person before us started a video and then didn't say anything. And 10 minutes into the video, half the audience got up and walked out, and the rest of the audience was talking among themselves, which just goes to prove what most of this conference has been saying in the wonderful presentation before us. It's not the video, but what you do with it. And that's really what we're going to talk about right now. You're not going to press the button for me? Do you want me to? Yeah, can you press the button for me? No. <laughs> Anyways, um, I'm Dean Rabiger. Um, this is Mike Fagan. We're from Matrix. We're a humanities computing center and social science center. Actually, we're in social sciences now. We have moved over. Um, at Michigan State University, um, we do lots of different kinds of things. Um, for the most part, um, we've been focusing on developing digital libraries. We got lots of stuff online. Um, we got some real nifty stuff coming up. We put on about 800 hours of Studs Terkel audio. We have a lot of video coming up. Um, we did the American Black Journal, which started in 1968 as the Colored People's Time with the Detroit Public Television. We're putting all the interviews on since 1968. Um, we have about 60 of them on, up online now, and they go from Desmond Tutu to Jesse Jackson to um, Bobby Seale, some really interesting interviews. And we have a real nice oral history collection that focuses on um, the fight against apartheid in South Africa, as well as many other collections. But we did that for a long time, and then we found out something tragic, is that students aren't really using digital libraries very much. Um, and they're not using it very successfully, especially the media, um, the audio and the video, and teachers wouldn't use it very much. Um, so that's really what we've been focusing on lately is how can we be more effective in the um, use of, of the media? Because we really, uh, like everyone here, believe in access, um, and we want to give people access, but access, as I said at the beginning, really doesn't come without the ability to use it and reuse it in new and different ways. The obstacles, of course, are, are, are pretty familiar to all of you. Um, for the most part, um, people have a real difficult time searching. A lot of the digital library interfaces are just terrible. American memory is just a nightmare uh, if you want to try to use it. Um, so what we're really focused on is, is the development of secondary repositories. As people use the materials, you're going to gather up metadata by, by their very use, user-generated metadata. And uh, the other obstacle, of course, is um, how do you deal with the uh, streaming media? Um, we know how to deal with text. We've been dealing with text for a long time. Academics are really good at quoting things and things like that. Um, and so we really kind of built a tool that very much follows um, on the tool that you just saw, uh, ways for people to create annotations and segments out of larger streams that are online and then use them. We're archive and, and website independent. You can use it anywhere. As I said, you can sign up for an account now and start using it. Um, and you can use it on just about any site you want. Matter of fact, one of the things we really encourage with students is to use it for their own personal stuff. We know that if students use application for personal use, they'll tend to use it for academic use more. You do not want to see what they collect in terms of media for personal use, but that's another story. Anyways, with that, my tear slide yet? Oh yeah, we did your slide. Mike will go now. Did you just criticize Library of Congress? I criticized okay, the Library of Congress. Because I want to distance myself from you. Um, no, no, they're a wonderful place and we love them. Library of Congress is great. Oh, we're just kidding. This is great, it's like the car show. Right. <laughs> so um, to enable users to better use <laughs> online media, we created an application called Media Matrix. And as Dean said, Media Matrix allows you to segment and annotate live 
uh, media that you find online. It's an archive independent tool, which means you can use it with virtually all media that you find on a website. Um, you can organize your media on a personal workspace, and then you can combine that media into online presentations. So I think the, the best way to take a look at this is to actually run through a demo. Oh good, I'm logged in. So uh, Media Matrix is free to use. All you have to do is create an account. And once you create an account, you can go to your portal page. And there's two ways to uh, load the Media Matrix tools. One is through a series of bookmarks, which simply appear um, in your bookmark uh, folder. The other way is an installer. And Media Matrix is fully supported on Firefox uh, on both platforms and Internet Explorer. And what that does is it adds options to your contextual menu. Okay. So once you actually install the tools, you're ready to head out onto the internet and start gathering stuff and annotating. And so let's start small and let's grab an image. So once you come to a website and find an object that you want, um, you deploy the appropriate media matrix tool. And so um, you can do one of two things. You can click on the page and say, I want to find an image on this page. And what this does is it goes through it parses through the page and generates a preview and finds the images so that you can select one to load into the Media Matrix editor. But as a page like this, it's got a ton of stuff on it. So you can also just right click on an object and just go to Add to Media Matrix. And what this does is it loads the object into the editor. And once the object's into the editor, you can uh, work with it. And so with images, you can increase and decrease the size of it. And you can also segment it. For images, that just means creating a virtual crop. And so I drew this box around a portion of the image, and I can preview it. And so that generates on the fly a preview of the crop. And then once you have the digital object modified, you can, again, give it a title. It's always the toughest thing to come up with a title. Um, and add your annotation. And what you can do is you can organize your stuff in the folders. And um, if you, one of the options is we have a citation layer, and we can quickly look at that. The citation layer, what, before you go to the citation layer, you can add additional metadata to any object. So you can create metadata skins to describe objects that make sense to you. And so I just have an example here. If I wanted to, I could apply some Dublin core fields to the actual information that I'm stating, uh, storing for this object. Um, but once you've actually finished the object, it takes you to the citation layer. And what the citation layer is, it's a series of questions to get undergrads to think about why they're collecting this resource and how they're going to use it in their paper. Yeah, matter of fact, one of the main things that we developed the tool for was research to find out how people actually use and think about uh, resources they find online. Um, and that's been our primary, primary mission. So once you've collected your resource, and I'm a bad student, I didn't pull out the citation layer, you can go to your tree. Um, and on your tree, it, it has all the things that you collect. So if we open this up, it again, it generates a preview. And what it does is it, it Again, uh, rights, Word Digital Archive, copyright is very important. 
and let me say before you get out the clubs and the pitchforks and the torches, we're, we're not actually downloading any of the media that we use with Media Matrix. It simply stores a URL back to the object and the parameters for segmenting it. And so basically it's a big text database. Um, the, the digital media stays on the server that it's located on and we simply access it when the user accesses it um, where it sits. A lot of bloggers actually use this because what you can do is generate the HTML that you can just plug <coughs> into your blog and get the same kind of cropping or the same kind of segmentation of the media as well. So um, once it's on your media tree, you can again, you can load it back into the editor, um, you can uh, revise it, and you have the other options you usually have in a workspace. You can edit, delete, you can move around in the folders, that type of thing. Okay? So our director says we have to be more of a corporate shill. So for audio and video, um, Dean mentioned the American Black Journal. It's going to be a fine site. We're going to be releasing it in about two weeks. Uh, we're just doing some finishing on it. And we have the rights to use everything, too. We don't have the rights. Detroit Public Television has Detroit Public Television. <coughs> we just simply put it online. Uh, that's a good question. Um, we do have, uh, well, you can tell about the link checker. When you access your tree, it basically goes through and checks each link. If the link is broken, it notifies you that this link is broken. We also store the um, not only to the URL to the object, the URL you got the page, got the object from uh, the page, and so you can go back to the page where you found it and sort of search around. But um, we also try to strongly suggest uh, uh, archives of stable URIs, and we try to promote that in everything we do uh, to develop what it's stability. The um, so this is the American Black Journal, and for video, um, again, you can go to a page that has a video clip. And you can see this is streaming a 28-minute clip. All, I think all the shows were a half hour, approximately, mm -hmm. in length. Um, but that's their big problem is teachers simply can't use a half hour to an hour show, and students don't want to use that for the paper. No, you're fine. You can interrupt. <laughs> so um, as the video streaming, what you can do is you can, again, go to Find Video. It automatically locates the video on the page and loads it into the editor. Um, if there's, so as this is streaming, what you can do is you can, again, hit start segment and end segment. Ooh, and with our new version, it's really cool. We have a little slider to make life easy. Are you done? Yes. Um, so, <laughs> we, uh, we always throw in a little shit. Um, when you, uh, when you hit start segment and end segment, what you can do is you can preview the actual segment. And here you can see instead of the 28-minute clip, what it does is just plays the three seconds that I recorded. So again, um, we're not actually downloading or making a derivative copy of the digital object. We're simply storing those two parameters as well as the URI back to the video. Which is really cool because one of the things we do, we have another application that we're at, we release an open source called Project Builder, which is a repository software. And it allows us actually to just, instead of creating lots of derivatives of things, we can actually just um, have our experts actually create segments for us, put them into the database, and we can store them as objects that we can use for web presentations. This is especially really important. We have a overcoming apartheid <laughs> site. 
dealing with South African history. And so we can have scholars from all over the world log into the digital repository and build context around these, actually create the clips as well as the context around the clips without having to have any technical knowledge whatsoever. You got two minutes. Uh-oh. Okay, so video file, and out. And let's go to my portal. So you go from site to site and collect the digital media that you want, segment and annotate. And what you can do is um, you create a presentation out of the things you collect. And so this is not unlike a word processor. Um, you can type in some words. I can't be pithy with time constraint. One minute. Uh-oh. So, um, any place in the actual presentation, what you can do is you can hit one of these and add appropriate, it, it goes to your tree and finds everything that you've collected, and you can select what you want to insert, and you can add it to a presentation. So let's just uh, add our video. We only have one there. Video clip. Okay, so once you're done, you can go ahead and hit um, you can, if you're part of a group, you can create groups for classes. You can hand things in directly to your instructor who's the administrator of the group. But we're just going to add it. And what this creates is a, a web page with a, again, a solid URL and it embeds your stuff. And you can, again, click on your stuff and it'll recreate the segment. And you can see this is going to play the three seconds. Um, it, it also displays the citation information for the student. And so the instructors really like it because, you know, when they get a research paper, um, Dean and I both teach humanities, you know, you only have the quote there. If you want to check the quote, you got to go look up the book and things like this. Here an instructor can see what the student was thinking when they actually collected the resource. They can actually view the clip as well as go back to the site and see what site they got it from and if they're using it within the right context. You can also collect audio, bookmarks, text it actually with steel text on the page. Um, Fire with text on the page. Um, we're currently, as I said, we're currently going open source with one of our projects this summer, and then the next one we're going to try to go open source with this one. It just takes time for us to, you know, make a package for people yeah. to download. But yes, we want to make it free and open for educational use. As I said, you can use it off our server right now. Um, anytime there's lots of people, we have people at Texas State University actually using it for teacher education, where they uh, have long videos of teacher. Um, uh, teaching in the classroom and the teachers can pick out segments that work and don't work. We have being used at Tufts University and, and several other places actually around the world. So, so you're storing playlists, so it's not that expensive. What? Because you're storing playlists, it's not yeah. that expensive. Right. Yeah, we're it's, just storing text. It's really scalable and for us it's the university <coughs> bureaucracy of getting the okay to actually release it. So we're hoping soon. But, so but what it does mean is that if you if a student is handing in a paper with a, a quote, the quotes can only be quotes that are that they can find on the no, they can actually type textual quotes in. Oh, they can also type Right, yeah, quotes. just like a regular picture. They can picture. combine the two. Okay, mm -hmm. so you'll have both quotes. Right, so yeah. Part of the problem. You click onto the quote and the other, you'd have the quotes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah part of the problem. in terms of how it looks, but. Yeah, well, we have a whole, we have some of the presentation layers we're, we're building. Um, you know, the whole thing that we're dealing with is the fact that there's lots of editors out there. If you have the video and they're becoming easier and easier, you can edit it. Um, but there's very few things that actually deal with the things that are come out of digital libraries that are streaming online. But there's more and more of that content available um, for use, and that's what we're really trying to work with. 
So we support the big three, Wave, MP3, and MPEG-4. We're almost to Flash. I, I would say within a month we're going to have Flash. Um, we can work with Flash on our server. It's more difficult to work with Flash. It's located on other servers. But uh, we've had successful tests, but uh, the Flash player slightly changed, so we want to make sure we're compatible with all players. Um, again, this is being used for a number of different instances. Um, it's nice that our uh, director is also the chair of history, uh, so we get lots of classrooms to work in as well as uh, all their virtual courses are using it as well. Um, again, we're interested as a repository with secondary repositories, and what that is is a big pot of user-generated <coughs> metadata where they're commenting and creating context on digital objects that are located elsewhere. And You're so out of time. Oh, this not only provides finding aids, but I'm, I'm talking really quick. Okay. You can find it online. It's really exciting. Try it out. There's a video he made. He stars in that you can actually hear too. Right? <laughs> so, I didn't appear in it at all. That was, that was by design. Thank you.